Hi, y'all. This is Carrie D. from Coffee with Carrie. It's such a privilege to do this adventure we call homeschooling with you. Thank you for tuning in again and walking this homeschooling journey with us. If you're new to us, you can find us on Instagram at Coffee with Carrie Consultant or at our website, coffeewithcarrie.org. It's our prayer that our website, our homeschooling consulting services, and now our podcast will help you homeschool one step at a time, one day at a time, and one cup of coffee at a time. On my clipboard, I have a sticker that says, drink lots of coffee and pretend you know what you're doing. It's one of my favorite reminders to just fake it till I make it. These are some very strange times with unprecedented self-isolation and distant socialization mandates, but it's definitely not a time to panic. Our God is in control. He's a mighty and powerful God. These are strange times but we can ultimately pray like Jehovah Sat prayed in 2 Chronicles 20.12. Lord, we don't know what to do, but we'll keep our eyes on you. Moms, we just need to keep our eyes on Jesus. Our segment today is very timely. As homeschoolers, we're not used to being cooped up at home and isolated so much. Today is part three of our 10-part series, The 10 Essentials to Homeschooling. Today, we'll be talking about the third essential, outdoor time. Hikers will tell you they do not leave home without a compass and a map, trail food and water, and sunblock. These are the top three things on their list of essentials. With these items, hikers are prepared for just about anything. As homeschoolers, essential number one is our Bible time, that's our compass and map, and essential number two is meal time, our trail food. Essential number three is just as important, outdoor time. And that's where the sunblock comes in. Kids just need to be outside. And moms, that includes you too. We're designed to enjoy God's creation. Our bodies need the vitamin D. We need the fresh air and the sweet songs of the birds singing in our ears. If you could just see where I am right now, I'm sitting in my husband's closet, surrounded by a sea of Hawaiian shirts and plaid. His closet is now my sound booth. When my son suggested I finally start these podcasts, one of my objections was that we didn't have a place for me to record. Well, here we are, and it's the funniest setup around. I laugh hysterically every time my son closes the closet door so we can record. Yesterday, I was laughing so hard I couldn't breathe. I had the hardest time pulling myself together as I stared at cowboy boots and piles of socks and t-shirts. But here I am, cooped up in a closet, and it's not a walk-in closet either, sitting on a stool with a mic in my face, my binder in hand, a dog breathing down my neck, and my computer on my lap. Clothes and shoes are everywhere. I tell you this story, one, because I just wish you could see this funny arrangement, but mostly because it speaks to our present COVID-19 situation and to one of our kids' most basic needs. We're all trying to make the most and the best of our present circumstances. I'm literally cooped up in this closet trying to stay connected to my friends. But it's what God has for us right now, so I'm walking in it. Or should I say sitting in it? My view is dated. Y'all, I had no idea my husband had so many Hawaiian shirts. The smell is a bit musty, and the lighting in here stinks. I have no space to move around, I'm cramped, and I'm a little cranky. But I can't stay in this closet very long. By the time we're finished recording, I'm ready to stumble out the door 
and get me some fresh air and sunshine. I'm sure this is how our kids and you are probably feeling right about now. Even in normal homeschool circumstances, our kids and us need the outdoors. It's just in our DNA. You know the expression, you can take the girl out of the South, but you can't take the South out of the girl? Well, it's true. My husband hates it, but I go barefoot whenever and wherever I possibly can. I might be Southern at heart, but I'm also allergic to anything that photosynthesizes. And that's not much of a hyperbole, by the way. And boy, do I hate bugs. That might be because the state bird of Louisiana is the flying cockroach. Okay, that's not true. The state bird of Louisiana is the brown pelican. But I'm sorry, if you're from the South, you've seen those flying cockroaches, and you know what I'm talking about. Anyway, if this Southern girl with allergies galore and insectophobia needs to get outside, then so do you. And with our current situation, going outside is one of the only things we can do and are allowed to do. So I say to you, go outside, play outside, do lessons outside, read aloud outside, go on hikes, take walks, climb trees, get a little dirty. I'm actually outside as I'm writing down my thoughts for this podcast. It's a beautiful day in sunny California, so I'm trying to take advantage of the fresh air and the sunshine as much as I can. My daughter, who's an avid reader, she spreads her blanket outside and reads under the myrtle tree. My son, who's missing his friends and baseball team right about now, he goes outside as much as he can to hit baseballs. My husband, who loves to garden, he's planting, weeding, pruning, mowing, you name it, anything to get and stay outside. He even takes his work calls outside. It's important we get outside and encourage our kids to play outside. Sadly, even before our mandated homestays, our society and our kids have been suffering from something called NDD, Nature Deficit Disorder. While we might be out and about driving them from one thing to the next, kids, and this I generation in particular, have been staying indoors more than any other generation before. When you can play virtually, socialize virtually, and learn virtually, kids, teens, and young adults are just glued to their phones, iPads, and computer screens. One major fear I have right now is that everyone has been mandated to homeschool and everyone is being encouraged to learn virtually through things like Zoom and Google Hangouts. But when this is over, I'm afraid homeschooling moms will continue to use these platforms in lieu of real in-person field trips, park days, outside classes, and co-op opportunities. It can be physically and mentally unhealthy, too, to be on our screens all day long. Even if your kids are required to do a few classes online at this time, this is a perfect opportunity for us to get back to learning together as a family, well, that's another future podcast episode, and to get outside. One of my new favorite books is by an author named Richard Louvre. It's called The Last Child in the Woods, Saving Our Children from Nature Deficit Disorder. It's a brilliant, articulate, and sobering book. It's now one of my favorites, and I recommend it to moms and homeschooling moms alike. In his book, he talks about how technology and our crazy schedules are causing our kids to spend less time outside, how this is negatively affecting them and our families and our society, and he gives suggestions on how to shift the paradigm. When I was a kid, 
we were allowed to ride our bikes anywhere all day long and then play kick the can until the sun went down. My mom's rule was when the street lights went on, I needed to get home. I understand in today's world, many of you may not feel comfortable with this much unsupervised freedom, but we need to make sure we include essential number three in our homeschooling. We need to make time for our kids to have free play outside and to explore nature. We need to unplug for a while and get outside. Another one of my favorite Instagram groups to follow is hashtag 1000 hours outside and hashtag wild and free. Every day they post pictures and ideas of what you can do while playing outside and exploring God's creation. When my kids were younger, I led an explorers club for our homeschool group because you know, it's always more fun to explore with friends. The moms and their kids would come to our house once a month and we would spend a few hours in our backyard. We would do nature studies together, share what we learned in science that month, do some fun science experiments together, and then spend the rest of the time just climbing trees, picking vegetables from my husband's garden, pressing flowers, and just playing together. Another year, we had a Seven Days of Creation Explorers Club. Each month, we focused on each day of creation. So the month we learned about day one of creation, we investigated light and did some fun activities with shadows, sundials, and prisms. The month we focused on day two of creation, we played around with water and did tons of air and water cycle experiments. You get the picture. By the time we got to day seven, we celebrated the Sabbath day by having a year-end party. Another year, we met together at local gardens, arboretums, zoos, and parks on their free days. We would explore together, have a picnic lunch together, and then sit and draw in our nature journals some of the things we saw. This year, I lead a few science activities with our homeschool group once a month at our park days. Every family is different, and every family has their own homeschooling style. In our homeschool adventure, nature studies were always a big part of our journey. I personally think nature studies are an essential. Even if you're not a Charlotte Mason kind of a girl, nature studies can be the easiest, cheapest, and best way to study science each and every year. It doesn't need to be fancy either. Actually, when it comes to nature studies, less is more and simple is better. We had a nature study backpack. We took it with us wherever we went, even on field trips and park days. In it, we had our nature journals or notebooks. We each had one, including me. We also had on the backpack colored pencils, a magnifying glass, a few bug boxes, a clipboard, binoculars, and a bunch of field guides. Although nowadays, you can just use the internet to figure out what you saw, or even better, download the app called Picture This. The app allows you to literally take a picture of a flower or a tree, and then it tells you everything you want or need to know about it. Each week, we went on a hike, we explored the backyard, we went for a walk, we visited the zoo. Whatever we did, I just made sure I consistently planned to explore nature once a week. We would take our backpack and go. When we saw something that intrigued us, we sat down right there on the spot and drew it. Sometimes we'd take a picture so we could draw it when we got home and look it up on the internet. Sometimes we would spend hours just sitting by a canyon, drawing a tree or fungus growing on a dead stump. If you're new to nature studies, or right now, there aren't too many arboretums and gardens that are open due to COVID-19, the best place to start is in your own backyard. 
I always tell mom to have their kids first become experts on what's growing, living, and visiting in their backyards. Learn about the trees and flowers that grow in your backyard and in your neighborhood. Learn about the animals and the insects that visit your backyard or live in your neighborhood. One month, when my dad was living with us, his fascination with hummingbirds became our fascination. We set up hummingbird feeders everywhere. Since my dad could only sit in his wheelchair, we would set the feeders in places around our yard that he could easily get to or see. We would wait to see the hummingbirds flutter in our garden, drink from our fountain, or sip nectar from the flowers. We would count them, and my dad would tell my kids little tidbits about the hummingbirds as they watched them eat. We also had a blue jay that would visit our yard every migration season. My dad would share his fascination of bird watching with my son as they watched Mr. Blue Jay, as we call him, perched on the branches of our myrtle tree. You could literally spend a whole year studying, observing, and learning about the native plants and animals in your own backyard and neighborhood. And this is a perfect time to try it out or get back into nature studies. The nature drawings in their journals don't have to be fancy either. Draw what you see, color it, classify it, maybe label it. You can add a Bible verse if you want, or a verse from a poem. Or you can just record the name of whatever it is you drew and the date. My son and daughter used the same nature journals year after year until the pages ran out. This was also a great way for me to see their progress. When the pages did run out, we would just buy a new journal and start all over. With the abundance of wildlife and God's creation, you really don't need a formal science class or curriculum until they hit high school. You can use nature studies every year for science if you want to. Actually, we even use nature studies for our high school biology studies. The possibilities are endless. God's creation abounds with creativity and with wonder. We have several articles with tons of resources on stress-free science lessons and how to do nature studies at our website, coffeewithcarry.org. And we have lots of posts on nature studies at our Instagram account, Coffee with Carrie Consultant. The main point is to make sure essential number three, outdoor time, is an integral, daily, and consistent part of your homeschooling, especially now. Trust me, you will never look back and say, I wish we hadn't spent so much time playing outside and exploring God's creation together. Thank you for hanging out with us and for joining me for this little coffee break. If this is your first time joining us, you can find us at coffeewithcarry.org. We also have daily devotionals and homeschool tips at our Instagram, coffeewithcarryconsultant. If you heard something you like, then share our podcast or our Instagram and website with a friend who needs some encouragement or who might be homeschooling for the first time this month. We hope you can join us next time as we talk about homeschooling essential number four. In the meantime, get outside, get some vitamin D, try some nature studies, enjoy each other's company, and enjoy God's beautiful creation. We're praying for you. Stay healthy, and see you next time.